Welcome to the About Us podcast. It's obviously a podcast about us, about the people we don't talk about, about artists, writers, passionate people, and Coptic people. I firmly believe the fact that you don't need to be Oprah to be someone. It used to be called the Wednesday Women series. It used to be a series on YouTube, but now it's a podcast. And I'm your host, Maria Magdalena Lotfi. I'm so excited to present you, Varvara Kameneva, today's guest for the podcast. She's a professional photographer I met back in October 2018 at a Halloween party organized by Concordia University at L'Olympia. I was invited by DJ Majd, whom I've interviewed actually for the podcast, uh, to film him while he was performing. The one thing I noticed about Varvara from the moment we met was her openness to share her personal experiences. She's not shy. She's accepting of everyone and her strength and confidence are some of her most beautiful characteristics. I like how in this interview, she explains that she's following that voice inside her that pushes her to make her dreams come true. I also love how she's so generous when sharing tips and tricks on photography and business. Very few do nowadays in fear of competition, but Varvara isn't scared. On the contrary, she encourages people. For example, I was pleasantly surprised to see she's the first person and one of the very few to encourage me to continue the series of interviews when I wanted to give it up. And she even took the time to leave a comment and rate the podcast on Apple Podcast, which by the way, you should go on right now uh, if you don't have the app, download it and subscribe to the About Us podcast. Anyway, without further ado, here's Varvara in her own words. You're about to hear the first podcast of the series. Indeed, the series of interviews is now in audio format. Today, my guest is Varvara Kamenava, an amazing photographer I met a year ago. The first thing I noticed when I met her is how funny and confident and open she is with her art and her work, but also as a friend. On that note, hello Varvara. Hi, how are you? Good, you? Very good. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. All right, so we're going to start with you, who you are, where you come from, what oh, have God. you studied, do you study, do you work? <laughs> oh, everything. Okay, um, well, hi, my name is Varvara Kamineva. I am a photographer. It's almost my birthday, so I'm almost 27. Happy birthday. Thank you. What else? I am from Russia. I've been living in Montreal for the past... 12 years and a week. <laughs> Ooh, that's exact. Yeah, very exact. Uh, what else? I studied uh, in high school here. I went to college, Vanier College in communications. And then I studied at Concordia, first in art history, and then I switched into continuing education in photography. I am technically graduated in that, but due to restructuring of the program, I could take another class and get another diploma. Almost. Almost. Yes. I'm almost done. <laughs> So I work as a photographer, weddings and lifestyle. I have my own company for the past two years now, I think. I've been taking pictures for the past almost 10 years, which is crazy to think about. It's been 10 freaking years. A decade. A decade of doing pictures and figuring out who I am as a photographer and figuring out what I wanted to do with my art, basically. Taking pictures of people in the clubs, uh, doing weddings, working for other wedding photographers. I did a lot of retouching in the past few years. A roller coaster? A roller coaster, uh, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's been fun. Do you think studying photography at school, like, is it necessary? Uh, does it kill your creativity or not? I wouldn't say it kills your creativity or it's necessary at all. Like, I feel like I've learned about photography by doing photography more than I've learned in school. Uh, you definitely learn a lot if you take, like, Photoshop classes. Because I started doing Photoshop on my own back in the day, playing around with it. But having a little bit of structure helped a lot in the last few years and working and retouching as well uh, but photography on the, on, you could learn it on your own like I've taught photography classes to for beginners because it's kind of like figuring out the beginning of it and knowing 
what are the things that you're like, what are your tools, how your camera works. Yeah, it's important. But other than that, like taking your own pictures, figuring out what works, what doesn't, everybody's different. Like there's two schools of photography where it's creative photographers and technical photographers. If you know the technical part of photography, you'll do great. But if you only know creative, you could do even better because it's figuring out what you know and going above and beyond with it. So school, it doesn't kill your creativity. It puts you on a path, but overall, like you could do it on your own. A lot of photographers start just by playing with their camera. That's pretty much how I started. I had, my grandfather had cameras. As a child, I would play with them and I've learned developing photography, like taking pictures and then developing them on your own with my grandfather. So it's been a very long time of me like loving photography. So two, three years ago, three years ago, I got a tattoo of a camera that my grandfather had and it was the commemoration of him passing away. And it was kind of like a birthday gift for myself as well. I'm like, okay, you're a photographer. A lot of photographers have tattoos on their cameras. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's like you're part of a community. Yeah. It's like, in your blood. That's kind of it. Like, I have a friend who's a wedding photographer, and he has two cameras on both of his arms. Oh, yeah. I'm like, come on. That's an overkill, but yeah, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah. like, you like you feel you belong somewhere. Yeah, it's that's like, it. What's your favorite type of photography? Wedding, clubs, uh, fashion? Uh, I love. I started with fashion. Back in the day when I just just started college, a friend of our family knew one of the best fashion photographers in Montreal, and they needed an assistant for a shoot. That was like seventeen year old me. I'm like, yes, I'll do it. I'll, I don't need to get paid. I'll just. I need to be there. So and then years later, I worked for her as a wedding photographer. She was also a wedding photographer. I love shooting weddings. Oh, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. I haven't burnt out yet. Because <laughs> a lot of wedding photographers, by the end of their career, they're like, oh, my God, I can't do that anymore. It's the same pictures. It's the same pictures. And so it's, it's, it's a struggle with wedding photography because it's, it's client-based and, like, you have to, like, be on time. And, like, I literally stress out every time. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get in traffic. I'm going to be there late and everything. So it's like I leave home two hours before I have to be there and I just sit in my car like waiting for the day to start. I'm like, you're not getting paid for sitting here in this car. <laughs> just like stop stressing about it. So weddings, I love them because it's kind of like looking at being a part of someone's love kind of thing. And like they're going to remember that day and those pictures, they're going to show it to their family, friends, they're going to yeah. tell their grandchildren, like, this is how my day went, that most like most important day um i love family portraits i love lifestyle pictures just taking pictures for bloggers not a big fan of clubs okay because like i work with djs and taking pictures of them for like their clubbing and i'm like oh, i want to sleep <laughs> what you want? i really want to sleep this is actually when we went and yeah, then we were like both <laughs> wanting to sleep. I'm like it's fun. It's a Halloween party, and it's still like yeah. I would like to be in bed. <laughs> and like Majed, one of our friends, the DJ, like he's like, "Oh, you're gonna come take pictures?" I'm like, Majed, if it's past ten o'clock, no, I'm in bed. <laughs> Start I'm old. The party first. And yeah, I'll take pictures of pre-party. <laughs> yeah. Clubs are not a fan. Portraits, portraits. I like taking pictures of people. But even if the pictures become repetitive, like you can still... You could know? still find a new creative way of taking yeah. them or a new way of editing the pictures. Okay. So like, for example, wedding photography, what you need to do is preparation of uh, the wedding, of the bride getting ready, groom getting ready. There's pictures of bouquet, rings, the bridal party, the ceremony, then the pictures of the couple before the party, and then the party cutting the cake. It's all the same, usually. Like, there is obviously deviations if it's like a Jewish wedding, there is a certain pictures that they want. If it's Indian wedding, there is 
like two or three days of taking pictures. True. Kind of like I'm getting paid more. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, no, it's also very colorful. So like they want brighter pictures. So you kind of edit pictures a little bit different than from your own experience. But even then, like oh, ring shots. They're like. What it's just two pictures of like few pictures of the rings, two rings, but you could like put them on the glass and have like a different kind of style to it. You could put them through the bouquet, so like you could always find a way to have it a little bit more creative, more different than everything else.、Hmm. And it's also the people; they're always different, and it's I love people. I love taking pictures of people. Because it's like being there, like, and a lot of times people are very stiff when they have like camera in their face, and I'm like, okay, do not pose for me. Imagine I'm not even here. Just be yourself. I love telling people they're beautiful, and a lot of times when I take pictures of girls, they're like, what? I am? Oh yeah. A lot of times they're like, not only that, but they also kind of like start to like. Feel more confident and like starts from laughing. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, come on. Like, I I love being that person to tell them and to show them that they're beautiful. It's one of my favorite favorite things to do, and it's kind of like taught me in the last ten years that I myself is a very beautiful person because of things like being there, like learning that they. Not a, like a lot of women don't feel like they're beautiful. No matter like if, even if your mother gonna tell you you're beautiful, you're not gonna believe your mother that she's right yeah, because yeah. it's your mother. She's she she has to say it to you. But when the other people, especially that you don't know, you're meeting for like first hour, one hour shoot, tells you that you're a beautiful person, it changes you. And so, like, I started doing vlogs about living in Russia not so long ago, and I have to take pictures of myself or like asking photography friends to take pictures of me. And I've learned that yeah, I'm actually not that bad myself. <laughs> so photography is a way of like learning about you, not only being a photographer but being a subject of photography is learning about who you are. And I think that's one of my. Favorite things to do is making people feel confident. That it gives you a purpose. That's the most beautiful part、yeah. of photography. Yeah. Like not so long ago,、um, I wanted to do. I still want to do it. I still need to contact these people. There is a charity that helps with for helps、uh, single mothers. And so I want to do like a charity event for them to like take pictures of them with their kids. Because a lot of time they're like they're single mothers, they're working hard to provide for their kids. They don't have time to have to pictures with their families. So I wanna like I'm still planning, figuring out how to do it to just have them have pictures with their memories. Yeah, yeah, it's memories. Literally, it's making memories.、Mm. Yeah, it makes great. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for it. I've been planning for about thinking about it for the past like two months, figuring out how to do it and everything. But also, fall weddings are most amazing because a it's beautiful outside, b it's not hot, so the bride is not dying of like heat, and you're not dying. I'm not dying of heat either. But also, like, because in the summer, especially the summers we've had in the past two years, yeah, they're hot.、Hmm? You're just like standing outside for two minutes to take pictures, is. Not a thing that's happening. <laughs> You're sweating from head to toe. Yeah, like I remember back in the day when I was working for a wedding photographer as a second shooter and as an administrator at the studio. We had a wedding. It was September second, two thousand and twelve. Remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was a very very hot day, and the bride was wearing spanx. Was wearing a very heavy dress, and so we walked outside. Uh, to take pictures of the couple after their ceremony, and she literally goes, "I can't do this." So we go back inside after two minutes. She's like, "I cannot do this. This is too hot." So like we had to like figure out how to take pictures of the couple inside,、oh. but also like they also need pictures, you know, like because it was a very expensive wedding, and they're like afterwards she's gonna tell us like where's the pictures of us together outside? Yeah, it's hot outside, and she's wearing so many layers.、Mm-hmm. So. Afterwards, at the end of the day, when it's already cooled down and it was dark outside, we kind of like 
took them outside of the reception hall and took pictures outside of it and being very creative because like yeah that's what it is like making a day much more creative like you always have something that prevents you from doing it goes going exactly how it planned and you have to be on your toes all the time to figuring out a new way of doing it the fall yeah fall is the best time because spring it's nice but there's still snow it's the awkward season it's the awkward <laughs> season the like wet but also yeah. warmer yeah and so it's not oh like when it's may there's already greenery but you're like okay what well, but it's not still not that hot enough mm. and then summer comes you're like oh no and then it's fall fall it's the beautiful best. outside so fall is amazing for photo shoots <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing with the photographer is that you need to capture these moments that you'll never get back again yeah. and then you have to use nature when it's there or when it's not like how do you practice being aware of the details or oh I can use this today like it's there you know it's about going there before the actual shoot okay like I have two shoots one next week one in October at Parc La Fontaine and I'm actually going there the day before each shoot just to go through the whole park seeing this is where I'm going to put the family this is where how I could place them and everything it's literally a lot of planning like even for weddings if it's a place where I've never been before or they like went with my suggestion of going to the certain park still going to go through the entire place to see how this exact people will look in that place because it also depends on the people you're shooting too it's like sometimes they have like i don't know blonde hair that doesn't go with like red background like or i don't know like there's a lot of different things or like sometimes like it also depends on the time of day like i'll go exactly at the same time as we're shooting to see how the light works in the, during that day it's a lot about physics of light and everything so when I, I when I was in Russia and studying in school I was studying in uh, math and physics uh, AP and when I moved mm. to Canada I was like I can't do math anymore I can't do physics <laughs> anymore are you kidding me I can't do this anymore I've been doing it for so long and then I chose photography as my thing and I guess what it's math and physics <laughs> So you used it for a reason, yeah. Well, yeah. So like, it's it's fun it's learning about yourself. Photography is learning about yourself and learning about other people. Because during the photo shoot, not only you're taking pictures of that that person, not just like click click, here you go. You're communicating. Without communication, there's not going to be beautiful pictures. You have to talk a lot, which I think I've been doing right now for so long. <laughs> How are you comfortable communicating though with people? Like I have difficulty saying, excuse me, can you just go to this side? Like, oh wait, can you wait oh, do this that you know without being impolite? And especially when it's a crowd of people. Yeah. Oh, if it's a crowd of people, especially like you know those pictures of like people getting out of the church. Yeah. And there's a whole group shot. <laughs> oh, I'm yelling at those people during that time because okay. nobody's listening because everybody's excited that it's a wedding that like they got married. And I have to, me, and usually I have a second photographer, literally have to yell at people like, you get here, you get there. But when it's a smaller group, you learn. I have a decade, decade of like learning how to talk to people as well as like when I was in college, I was in a newspaper. Mm. And I was part of the council, for stu the student council kind of thing, because I had to go to meetings. That's how I learned how to talk to people is just, by going to those official meetings and everything and like doing a lot of photography as well, like seeing how other photographers work. Because if I didn't ever be a, like a assistant in the shoot or a second photographer, I wouldn't know how other people work. So that's how I've learned how to talk to people. It's practice, 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 basically. I used to be a very shy and timid in the sense of like, I, it, it was my English more, like, more than ever. Because in Russian, I'll be rude. 
I'll be out there. Like I'm, I'm gonna yell at you if I need to. But also, there's the like uh, in Russia, people don't get. They're not as sensitive as here. I feel. Oh, though. definitely not. And so it's easier to say your opinion than here. Yeah. It's like you don't want to offend there. It doesn't matter, kind of thing. You want to be truthful. Kind That's of. it. Like a lot of times, yes. Like. And plus, my parents. My mom is a very outspoken woman, okay. and so and like we're we're best friends. And so moving here, like even before moving here, I lived in Cyprus, so like I spoke English almost every day. Um, I was in California studying English. I've been to California many times. Like a cool. So like even then, moving here and working in English, because guess what? I don't speak French. I understand French. I don't speak it. And so that's another hard part, but we're not even going there yet. We're all immigrants here. We're not gonna say. And that was another thing I'm thinking. Like, okay, we're all immigrants here in Canada. If I don't say something right, they'll understand me. What I mean by what I'm saying. It's all about learning. Like one of my first wedding as a solo photographer was a Muslim wedding, and so uh, the groom and bride told me. We could hug and sit next to each other, but we cannot kiss in front of other people. And for me, never having experienced a Muslim wedding and knowing, like, I have a set list of pictures in my head of like, oh, there's gonna be like a half kiss here, like, like looking at each other, loving in the eyes, and I'm like, okay, so now I have to figure out how to take those couples' pictures in a way that shows their love and devotions to each other, just without that kiss. And that taught me a lot. I didn't know before that, that, like, if I didn't talk to them before that, my shots would be like telling them to kiss. They would just would look at me like, "We can't do it." So it's a lot about discussion, discussion meetings, meetings yeah. and learning about each other. At the end, one of the pictures that I love till this day, and it's been like five years, is him kissing her on the forehead. He was like, "I'll kiss her," but here, and it's just was so much more feeling in that shot than just of them kissing each other. Let's go back to your tattoo. Oh yeah. Um, but what's the first camera you ever picked up? Uh, first camera that I ever picked up would be a film camera. I think it was Zenit. Okay. It's like one of the Russian most famous cameras in the world. I actually just got a new one. Ooh. Because. <laughs> um, I asked my mother because she was uh, my family was in Russia right now, so she was coming here and I asked her like, okay, I need this new film camera. So she gave the assignment to my dad. You do not you do not give assignments to my dad because <laughs> not only she brought me one film camera, she brought me three. And I'm like, okay. And then my dad messaged me like maybe a week ago. He's like, I got you another one, and I'm like, I don't have space. <laughs> like I love you, dad. But I don't have space for the cameras. <laughs> At least there are cameras. Yeah, because <laughs> like in Russia, it would be cheap, much cheaper to get a film camera, a very like vintage film oh, camera. Oh, really? Okay. Way cheaper than finding it here. Like, and it works because like sometimes I find here vintage cameras, but like the details are missing or like something is wrong with the camera. And it's gonna be more expensive to fix it. But yeah, like one of my favorite cameras. My favorite, my first cameras was Zenit E and Olympic edition because Zenit for Moscow Olympics in the 80s created a special edition cameras and my grandfather had it and this is the tattoo of it actually. No way. <laughs> yeah. Is it, it was it 35 millimeters? Like how yeah, it's a 35 millimeter yeah. SLR camera. It's one of the most amazing like film cameras of that day. You still have it? I still Can have it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I have a lot of cameras. Now of those three new ones, I have two more Zenits, so a total of three. I have a Zorky, which is another Russian camera from, I think it's from the 60s. I have another Fed 4, which is another Russian camera, which started their production in the 30s. What are your most used net like for weddings or for whatever? For weddings, I use my digital DSLR. So I have a new one. I bought it for my birthday last year. Uh, I have a Canon Mark, well, Canon D6 Mark II, which is 
my love of my life. <laughs> if I could marry it, I would. <laughs> I'm always, anywhere I go, I always have it. Okay. Because, well, A, it's a fantastic camera. It works great with the lenses I had before. And uh, also the fact that there is Wi-Fi on it. So not only I could, I literally sometimes just transfer the pictures right into my phone, edit them, and send them on their way. I don't have to have a computer anymore. It's life-saving. Yeah. It's life-saving, especially since I'm vlogging now and taking more pictures now. It's literally just like two presses of the button. It's on Instagram. Here you go. Canon uh, 5D Mark II I have also that I got a few years ago when I just started doing my own business. So you're not a Nikon now? No, I'm, I'm a Canon. You're a Canon? Okay. I'm very much Canon because I also have a film Canon that was my dad's. How did you come to start your business? How did you think about it? How did you, was it always an idea in the back of your mind or it was just like, hmm, you know what, I'm ready for this? Or... Um, when did I start with this stuff? Two, three years ago too, right? 2017? Yeah, 2017. Somewhere around there. Sorry. Let's go with that. <laughs> Um, I decided that like I should start something myself because by that time I was working as a photography teacher. I was working for another photo studio, helping them out set up their website, um, set up their like packages and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, I know all of this already. I've worked in so many different studios. And the first studio that I worked at when I was leaving, one of the bosses told me, like, you cannot work for anybody. In the sense of, like, you're very your own person, and I could see you as a businesswoman. I could see you, like, you cannot take orders. And it's not a good, bad thing at all. It's actually a good thing. It's like, you will succeed as your own boss. And I was like, I'm only 20 and you're telling me this. <laughs> Like, I kind of need to, like, work for somebody to survive. And then later on, yeah, I was 25. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take that suggestion and I'm going to do it. It's not hard to set up a website. And it's just all about marketing. And that's the hardest part about having your own business. I know. It's I just hate marketing. It's, it's awful. Because you're basically, you, you are... Taking like you you taking money that you don't have yet to advertise to people so you could get the money and it's just like a vicious circle until you actually are in the clear of like okay you're making money and you could actually take that money and put it towards the advertisement but the first few years like from what I know from other photographers like first five years you pretty much like going into zero from what you are getting where you're spending on your own business but after that I'm like, okay so two three years now okay two more years but I, like I stopped for a year after last year because I was working for a company as a graphic designer and doing almost every weekend I was having a wedding and it was literally so draining especially with my work with my boss who was a horrible horrible boss like to the point where like I literally cried on New Year's night because she was like, I need the project tomorrow. I'm like, it's January 1st. I'm supposed to be drunk and in Quebec City because you know I'm going to be in Quebec City until the 4th. And you want me to finish the project and send it to you on January 1st? What? Yeah. What are you doing? So like I literally just quit on the... Uh, I got into work on January 7th, I told her, like, I'm giving you my two weeks. And because of how awful my last year was, plus having so many weddings, I was just so exhausted. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this year off. And I worked for a company doing retouching of uh, architectural pictures. So I don't, didn't see any portraits at whatsoever because I was like, okay, I need to, like, I need to have a break. And uh, basically, I just got laid off three weeks ago, and I was just like thinking, okay, I should be stressing out, I should be worrying that I'm not gonna have a full time job and not having money. But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, I think universe is telling me something that I stopped doing pictures. 
I should go back and actually focus on my own business. I have time now to figure out how it's going to work, how I'm going to make it successful business because I'm almost 30, three years, but still almost 30. And I, you're young, you're young. I know I'm young. 30 is not a, yeah, yeah. 30 is not old. Like I used to think as a child, like, oh my God, I'm going to be 30. It's going to be awful. Now I'm like, 30 is the new 20, if not new 15. <laughs> I'm only like legal and of age, basically. That's basically, yeah. Like looking at my dad and my mom who are in their 50s and 60s, I'm just like, they're still children that have children. That's basically <laughs> it. Nothing changed. I'm uh, writing a class on teaching photography for beginners online because it's much easier to teach online than like having set up a meeting and show everybody and like everything like that and read the plays and all that online. Everybody's teaching online right now and learning online, which I'm doing too, because that's fun. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus on my photography. I also want to do something with my degree in art history and knowing how much I blog about Montreal, the tours of Montreal, something like that, and planning my life out. I don't want to work for anybody else. I figured out that this is the time to figure yourself and be yourself and do something good for yourself, basically. You were telling me that you, um, like you have a Russian audi audience, right? For like your yeah. blogging? No, correct yeah. me. Correct. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, I have a huge Russian audience because I'm writing Russian right now. Yeah. I actually have three Instagram accounts, technically. So I have my wedding photography account that I want to restructure completely because I haven't posted anything for almost a year. Uh, I have my Russian blog account where I write about uh, living in Montreal for the past 12 years. And I have an English one that I just started to like just my lifestyle kind of thing and like what I do, what I eat and all of that. Because I was like feeling that a lot of my audience who's English speaking on my Russian account was left out. Like me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. But my, my, my high school classmate was like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, there's a translate button. Just yeah, like, but it doesn't I, work. I kind of understand how. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, like I tried to translate myself and I'm like that doesn't make sense whatsoever yeah. so I was like you know what let's let's have a separate account with English stuff because the amount of words I write it won't fit to language the caption yeah, yeah, yeah never but do you feel like the blogging and everything makes you close to your brings you close to your roots or uh yes yes and yes okay because um I don't speak Russian much often with friends because I have not many Russian friends. And I mean, when I do, we also like talking English, speaking English to each other because well, we've been raised here. Like, I remember the story where I went to a, a movies, movies with a friend who was from Moscow who just moved to Montreal. And I got a call from a friend who had been like friends for like a few years who was living in Montreal since he was like five. And we talk to each other in English, and I'm then talking to the girl uh, uh, that I was at the movies with, and saying like, "Oh, Arden wants us uh, to meet him there." She's like, "You were speaking to Arden in English? Why? You both speak Russian." I'm like, "It's easier, way easier." So by blogging, I have I could converse like I could talk to people in Russian, a through like live streams and everything. B, I used to be really bad at writing in Russian, even when I lived in Russia. Like, I almost failed Russian in high school. Oh, yeah. So, by, like, writing a lot in Russian nowadays... Practice. It's a lot more practice. Like, a friend of mine wants to start blogging about her life, because she just had a baby, and she, like, has knowledge in that part. And, like, because a lot of... There is a lot of maternity bloggers out there in Canada who write in Russian. But not a lot of them are in Quebec, because Quebec is completely different. <laughs> so she showed me a few of her stuff because I told her, like, okay, prepare 12 posts. We'll take pictures for you. I'll just read through your posts. And even then, like, I was reading for them yesterday, and I'm like, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. 
Uh, and I was reading through them and I'm like, okay, like let's rewrite here, here and added a few things here and there. This part thing too. And like my mom reads my posts and she's like, okay, here's a mistake. Could correct it all the time. Ooh. So like definitely writing in Russian definitely like made it more connected to what who I am in that sense of like that I'm still Russian, I'm Canadian, but there's still parts of me that is very Russian. <laughs> We are just taking a small break from the podcast to remind you to subscribe to the About Us podcast. Just type About Us on Apple Podcasts and you'll find us. You're supposed to also find us on Spotify. And uh, don't forget to follow Varvara on Instagram at varvara.stone, uh, V-A-R-V-A-R-A dot stone, S-T-O-N-E. And her um, also her photography account at photo underscore by VK. So uh, do that and uh, follow me on Instagram as well if you want to have updates on the About Us podcast at Maria Magdalena. Let's continue. Do you prefer blogging or photography? They're both very different and I love both of them. Because blogging is about writing and thinking more critical about what you say and what people want to read. But it's also about photography also because you need to get the picture attention of people with a picture so they could actually read your thoughts. Mm. Photography is also very creative. They're both very creative and I love them both. And photography in general of like taking pictures of clients is again communications as i told you before and so blogging helps with that communications because i learn a lot not about not only about writing but also talking to people in the comments and learning about people and how they communicate online because it's always been positive online and so i actually have clients who i've met through blogging to take pictures of them oh really so it's fun it's very encompassing like you get to learn how to communicate through blogging and how to put that knowledge into your photography and be more creative because not only that but also uh, through blogging I've I've met so many awesome photographers seeing how they work took inspiration from them because Instagram is a very inspiring tool there's so many different photographers out there that like don't consider themselves photographers. They're just, I'm an artist or I'm just a regular mom who's taking pictures of their kids. And so it's an inspiration of seeing how people want to see themselves as well. Because when I meet a new client, like we'll look, I'll look through their Instagram and see what kind of thing they like enjoy. Like, I'll, I'll definitely add them. And, and so, like, I'll see what kind of pictures they see themselves. I'll see their, like, angles that they prefer. And that way I could take better pictures. Do you get inspired otherwise? Yeah. Books. Love reading. Especially, but it's funny thing. I only read in Russian. I don't read in English because I find even the translations of English books in Russian are much more captivating than in English. Because English is a very simple language. And so the way, and Russian is a very creative, even though we sound very angry, it's very poetic. And so I much more prefer reading in Russian. It's the same for Arabic. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. Arabic sounds very... People think we're angry or not. We're just very passionate. Passionate, exactly. <laughs> and Russian is very passionate too. And so it's just different. Yeah. Different for everybody. Uh, so movies. I love movies. I watch movies almost every day. Uh, TV shows too. Um, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. <laughs> uh, what else? YouTube, even YouTube, like I have, I follow so many photographers on YouTube or just listening to music, like music gets you into a mood. And so I listen to music so much. Now I'm into podcasts. I've been listening to this one podcast for like, what, three months now and My Theory Murder. 
And so that gets me in the mood too because it's a comedy, but it's also like true crime. And sometimes I'm literally laughing my ass off, even though it's like I'm terrified. But sometimes I'm just sitting there crying and I'm like, okay, I want to take pictures now. And it's kind of like put my mood out there to not feel it internally, but have it expressed. Expressed, yeah. yeah. So like different other creative things, even video games. Oh, yeah. I love video games. So love them a little bit more than now. Now it's more of like, okay, like let's see what what is it out there. I don't play much anymore, but like I like watching uh, the trailers for the new games or like people talking about their games. Like one of my best friends, his sister works at Ubisoft, so she talks about gaming all the all time, <laughs> and it's seeing others' passion is very inspiring. Who are your favorite photographers? Uh, let's see. One of my favorite photographers would be uh, Annie Leibovitz, obviously. It's amazing. Um, I enjoy actually uh, Jessica Cabasi. Oh yeah, yeah. And her challenges. Oh, her challenges are like fantastic. Like a friend of mine who's a YouTuber, I'm like, okay, you're a photographer too. Let's do a challenge. <laughs> Let's challenge ourselves. And she also just did a wedding for PewDiePie, and those pictures are just are gorgeous. Yeah. Breathtaking. There's a few Montreal photographers who are very inspiring. So, the photographer that I used to work for, Dara Barley, she now lives in New York, and her photography, her weddings is just amazing. Like, I kind of like my brain just like scatters of like thinking <laughs> of people's names because like we have a Facebook group of wedding photographers of Montreal and you would think like we're so many of us we'll be competing for clients we don't we have Christmas uh, parties together oh cool <laughs> yeah that brings people together instead of yeah. being in a competition all yeah. the time or like sometimes like oh I have a client on this day I can't do this wedding like who's available I'm gonna send them the list of photographers oh, nice. so there's no competition whatsoever so you help each other we and... help each other like sometimes like oh I need a second photographer mine is sick like who's available and all of that but also Christmas parties those Christmas parties are hilarious because we're all like uh, independent workers we're self-employed and everything so you can't have a Christmas party by yourself so you do it with other creative people as well as like insurance if you have a group of people who work in the same field, you could have a group insurance together. <laughs> True. <laughs> By yeah. being self-employed. Yeah, yeah. It's like win-win for everyone. Win-win for everybody. A lot of those people are very inspirational to me. Seeing where they started, because we always have talks like, what would you say to the beginners and everything? The discussions and like learning about each other, learning about... The cameras because a lot of people like some of them started like 40 years ago and so they know different type of stuff they know like film photography weddings and everything it's very educational and brings together everybody there is literally no competition it's a big community of photographers from different walks of life because we're all from somewhere there is no true like we're all canadian in that way because we are not from here, mm. which is a really funny thing to say because my name from Greek translates to not from here. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. And I always felt that way that I'm not from here, that like, I'm a weird kid and everything. And now like, I express my creativity, from my, like, my weirdness from my creativity. Cute little like fun questions. Yes. Are you a fashion fan? And like, you know, yeah? Oh, okay. yeah. So denim or leather? Oh, leather. <laughs> Name two or three careers you'd pursue if it was in photography. photography. Yeah. Um, accounting? Wow. Weirdly. <laughs> well, I mean the math and the physics that yeah. you're saying. <laughs> My mom is an accountant. Oh. I also took classes in accounting last year. Which is very useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, graphic design. I've been doing it for a while too. And... Hmm, I would say either teaching, but I wanted to be a teacher and teach photography, which I do now, or actually web design, web development. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. Favorite quote? 
you're allowed to be as cheesy or as oh, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> philosophical as you want. I'm not bad, I was drawn that way <laughs> by Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Three things you do on a rainy day. Sleep, drink coffee, watch TV shows. Which ones? Uh, right now it's uh, either Archer or Murdoch Mysteries. Ooh, yeah. the dark side. <laughs> um, any hidden talent? I could do splits. I used to be a gymnast. Ooh. Yeah. And I play yeah, basketball, yeah. so like, if it's a hidden talent. It is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, favorite movie or book or... <sighs> favorite movie? Okay, well, favorite book is Harry Potter. Really? Always. I... I I learned how to read, basically. Oh, yeah. I found my love to reading, reading Harry Potter. Movie? Camping Point 1. Um, first thing comes to mind is Back to the Future. <laughs> it was a fun movie, though. Or Chicago, the musical, with Richard Gere, oh, written as a beggar. Because that would be my my dad's and mine movie to watch on like a stormy day oh, cool. when it would like be snowed in and like my mom would still go to work but my dad was like I'm a, I'm a boss of the company I'm gonna stay home and so we'd watch either Black to the Future or uh, Chicago cool. Yeah. cool so the next question was favorite childhood memory would that be one or no, no? Okay. there's a lot um, favorite childhood memory would be when I've learned that uh, Santa is not real. <laughs> it was really funny because um, uh, we it was because we don't celebrate Christmas like we celebrate them in Canada. It, Christmas for us is more religious holiday and it's on January seventh. So Same. We, yeah. So we do gifts on uh, New Year's. Oh. Yeah. Instead of Christmas. So it was, we had friends over and they got me a game for my PS1 back in the day. And so my friend was like, oh, let's go play it. And it was, my PS1 was uh, in my parents' bedroom. So for some reason we closed the door and I see my mom pass by like, like her shadow with like something very long and big. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Still playing the game. And then my mom was like, you miss Chris Santa. I'm like, Huh? I open the door and I see a doll underneath the, uh, the, 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 the Christmas tree and I'm like, Mom, I just saw you passing it by. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm eight. <laughs> and that's the day I learned that Santa was not real. And for some reason, it's like one of my favorite memories. It's actually a funny memory. Yeah. <laughs> or there is a memory even funnier because I don't have that memory. As in sense, like I don't remember it, but I've been told it for so many times. Where I'm from is a very like no place for fishing because it's like right across Alaska, so like the Pacific Ocean has a lot of fish and everything. So like if you don't have a job, you could still provide for your family by fishing because it's there's a lot of it. So I ate so much fish as a child when I was two years old. We went to uh, the village where my grandmother was, and she had a field of strawberries. And I didn't see a strawberry before that. So I thought it was a fish. So I pick it up, I'm like, oh, fish. I take a bite. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't taste like fish. What is this? <laughs> so, like, I ate so much fish that I thought strawberries was fish. <laughs> so I like strawberries now. But did you spit it out? Yeah, I spit it out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't taste like fish. But that's like one of my favorite memories that I don't remember that I've been told so many times. That's so funny. Yeah. Favorite country? Cyprus. Because oh. I live there. Yeah. I would move back there in a heartbeat if I could. Yeah. But then again, it's part of European Union now and it's one of the poorest countries now. Oh, really? Because it was very rich before they joined, but then they joined because Greece joined, and Greece had big problem with it, and so Cyprus was like, yeah, I guess we're having problems too, like their banking system collapsed and everything, so I'm like, I love it. Still do have fondest memories, but it's 
not the same as it used to be. Favorite food, chocolate cake that my mom makes for my birthday. She has a family recipe, and the only time she makes that cake is for my birthday. Secret recipe? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I want to attempt to make it for myself for the past three years, and I'm terrified that I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't do it. <laughs> But you have to learn it, yeah. Well, I have the recipes, yeah. just I'm kind of terrified of screwing it up. <laughs> I think, you know, after a couple times, you'll yeah. get it. Oh, I have to do it not for my birthday then. <laughs> to like, just try it out first. <laughs> Instead of giving it to people. Yeah. And then you're like, oops. Whoops. <laughs> I forgot something. Yeah. <laughs> um, last but not least, how do you see yourself in five years? Successful. Hopefully married. And... Uh, Traveling a lot. Not maybe having a kid yet, yeah. but traveling a lot. And actually, a dream of mine, working for Vogue. Vogue magazine, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's been a dream of mine forever. My dad's dream for me is working for National Geographic, which I, I was going to say, not opposed to. to. <laughs> I'm not opposed to whatsoever, but Vogue. Vogue is my dream. Best of luck. Thanks. <laughs> well, anything we imagine can be real. Yeah. According to Picasso. Okay. So. Just tell the universe. Yep. That's it. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. We hope you liked this episode. If you liked it, please uh, give it a thumbs up and a comment. Give us your feedback. And if you have any suggestions, uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, thank you and see you soon for another episode at the About Us podcast. Bye.